Let's talk about social security through rosé colored lenses. Welcome back to the wind down, everyone. We know this is one of your favorite episodes of the month. And today we have taken a topic that is maybe not the most favorite to talk about, but there are so many questions around it that come across our tables in meetings. We figured we should at least, um, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what we're hearing every single day. So we've got a few questions that we're going to answer in this rapid style fashion that we've been doing over the past couple of wind downs. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah, this topic today is Social Security. We talk about, I'll just get, I'm going to warn you right now. Uh, we talk about a lot of numbers. We talk about a lot of uh, different details. And you, I, I want you to relax. If you're on a walk right now and you're listening to us, do not worry about, uh, I need to have notes or what am I going to do? Uh, don't even think about that. Uh, just remember to go to the website, pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. When you're on the blog page, we've got an article written on this very topic of what we're going to discuss. It has all those numbers in there. You can print it out. You can keep it. You can read it. You can do whatever you want with it. So don't stress. And actually, if you uh, go to the webpage, you can click on a little button up the right-hand corner that talks about a 15-minute complimentary conversation. And Merce and I will be glad to hop on the phone and answer any questions you've got around this topic or any other topic. One other little quick thing. If you're listening to us on the website, we love it. Great. You'll see a big subscribe button. Please go and subscribe to us, whether it be on iTunes or Spotify. And then whenever you do that, we would really appreciate it if you will write us a review. That certainly does help us. But before we get in to this particular episode, we have to do a quick disclosure. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Let's wind on down. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to our April 2022 wind down. It's amazing we're sitting here in April, uh, but we love this episode. We get to bring Morgan on. We get to have some wine or some champagne, and we get to talk about fun things. Like today, we're going to talk about Social Security. Isn't that fun? You excited? Excited. Stoked. So right. excited. <laughs> so when we talk about Social Security, we do that on wind down day. So we can have a little bit of wine while we talk about Social Security. So Morgan, can you tell us about what we're drinking? Sure. We are drinking uh, rosé from Francis Lua Valley. So I have not even tasted it yet. Anybody? I have. It's, it's very good. Yeah, rose? I think it's pretty good. I think rosé has just become some something that's like popular these days. I don't, I don't know. And I don't think you should talk about Social Security while you're not drinking rosé. Yeah. Have it. Well, <laughs> Social Security is a big, big topic. We get it all the time. You don't retire today without thinking about social security. And if you're younger, you might think, well, will I ever have social security? We're not going to have that conversation today, but we do have, um, I guess, three major questions that we're going to kind of go through. Um, and the format we've been doing when we do our wind down with Morgan here, Morgan kind of 
walks us through the questions and then brings them up and we kind of go through everything. So Morgan, can you give us our three major questions? And then we'll get right into number one. Sure. So our first question is, how do I find out what my social security benefits will be or how will they look? And then uh, the second question is, how is social security taxed? And then finally, the big question, when should I take social security? Very good. So let's go ahead and knock out number one. I think Merce is going to take it. All right. How do I find out what my social security benefits will be? So it's, I, I was actually sitting uh, um, in the office the other day with a client and they were talking about how they used to get the statement in the mail every single year. And that would tell them what their projected social security was, but you probably know at this point, they stopped doing that, uh, I guess, in a, in a way to save paper and also to get people using their website a little bit more. So what we have found the best way to understand what your social security benefits are is to go to their website. It's uh, uh, SSA, which stands for social security administration.gov, G-O-V. Obviously we have ways to estimate what your social security, so social security could be, but when it comes to proper planning, we wanna know the numbers straight from the administration. And so you basically, you're gonna create a login and just like with any login, you're gonna be um, asked some personal information. Uh, no, it is that the, it's the government's website. So it's as, about as secure as it can get. Uh, you'll put that information in and you'll answer some questions. And then from there, it's gonna give you uh, all the options when it comes to your social security. So what age you could take it, what your full retirement age is gonna be, and then all the projections in between and all the way out till 70. So that's a really good resource when you're talking to advisors, when you're planning out your income for retirement, what it's gonna look like, knowing those numbers is absolutely necessary. So then once you don't know those numbers, are you automatically applied or is there an application process? No, you're not automatically applied. And that's a great question because we really want to think through when, when do we apply? And that, that's going to be another question that we kind of go into here in this wind down. Uh, but the process for applying, once you know when you want to take it, uh, is pretty simple. Um, if you've already set up that login at ssa.gov, you can actually do an online application. I think that's going to be the smoothest way. Obviously, if you like to be talking to people, you can call the, the uh, 800 number for Social Security. I've heard that there's some rather long wait times there. And as well, if you have an office in your, in your location, I know we have one here in Raleigh, uh, the best thing there is you can set an appointment if you want to talk to someone face-to-face. -face. But I think the majority of people, once you have your login, you're kind of already, already set up to go ahead and apply. And it's a pretty simple process. Um, as far as timing goes, I think I'm pretty sure you can apply as soon as three months before the time that you want to start taking your benefits. So, uh, and it takes a couple months for them to get it to you. So, uh, when you know when you want to apply, you want to apply three months before as just a good rule of thumb. What about the spousal benefit part of, of social security? I don't really understand that. So that's a big question. And that's a one that's a little bit, uh, could be a little unknown uh, and it's something that is need to be known. And I'm going to throw that one over to Raiden uh, because there's some math here and there's some things that you would want to understand. Ultimately, the spousal benefit is great and you want to understand what it is and wh whether or not it applies to your situation. So ultimately, uh, the way Social Security looks at it is, is an individual has their own benefit or you can choose the spousal benefit. So why would a person not just take their own benefit when I say that, their own dollars versus the spousal benefit. Well, sometimes, and we see this on either side of the spectrum, one of the spouses earns more than the other. 
maybe one of them worked longer than the other in the workplace. And so their credits, or their, I shouldn't say their credits, but the amount that they had that went towards Social Security makes their number a bigger number. So let me walk you through a couple of examples. One example is this. Let's say that you have a, a couple, and let's say that one of them goes to work and the other is at the home, and they help raise the children at home and they don't go out into the workplace. Well, the way the Social Security looks at it says if you're married for at least 10 years, uh, and that person that is out in the workforce is, is working, well, then both of you qualify for Social Security. But the stay-at-home spouse who did not go out into the workplace for those years didn't earn dollar credits toward their Social Security. So now let's take them all the way down to make this real easy. Let's pretend they're the exact same age. So uh, they turn uh, 67. Let's just say that's full retirement age. So 67, the spouse that worked has Social Security benefits based on their dollars, and I'm just going to make the numbers round here, of $3,000 a month. But the spouse that did not work, who stayed at home with the children, um, let's say in that case, or maybe even they went to work later after the kids got, out of, uh, got into school or whatever that might be, but let's say that their benefit is only $1,000. So you look at that, you go, okay, the spouse uh, that worked has a $3,000 benefit. The one who stayed at home only has 1000 well, the way the Social Security Administration works is they say you either get your personal benefit or half of the higher number, the spousal benefit. So in this case, instead of that one who stayed at home and maybe didn't work as many years, instead of them getting 1000 they get 1500 of that benefit. So half of the other spouse. Now, again, Merce talked about the, the weird math here. If they're not the same age, then we just have to make sure that we look at the numbers a little bit different. So I'll give you a quick example. Let's say that the one who went to work and has the higher number, let's say that they are two years older than the, than the other one. Okay. So now you get down the road and the one who's 67 files for their $3,000, but the other one's only 60. Uh, five, if they apply early, the spouse who didn't go to work, and let's say that their spousal benefit, again, is $1,000. They could take not their spousal benefit, but their individual's 1000 but they go, no, I want to opt in for the, the spousal benefit. It will not be half because you are applying early, and so they reduce your benefit. And so instead of being 1500 it might be 1350 okay, or some number like that. Here is the thing I want you to take away from this. You want to understand the spousal benefit. We, in fact, I, I, we had a the situation that just happened. Uh, this is uh, a, a, one of those good stories. The couple comes in. We're looking at all the numbers. Uh, the person had waited until they were 70. They had like a $4,000 benefit. And the, and the spouse who didn't work uh, had a, a benefit of around 1000 somewhere in that area. Uh, or in fact, they didn't even think she qualified actually because she never worked. So they just thought, oh, we're just going to get my social security. And we went, no, you get half of, of their social security. And they were like, oh my, it was almost like they're found money here. She, uh, the, the spouse who stayed at home actually got, um, I think it was around $1,500, $1,700 because it was based on his 66 and six months deal. So it was almost like, wow, we didn't even know we we're going to get this. This is probably pretty cool. So spousal benefit is huge. You want to understand it. Just understand it. There's some math we got to think through when it looks at that, but you definitely want to understand it. If you don't understand it or you have questions about it, we're glad to talk to you about it. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. 
To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So what is the absolute youngest that you can take social security? Not that I'm quitting or leaving or anything, but. Right. <laughs> so currently it is 62 is uh, what the, the youngest that you can take social security provided that we're not talking about a disability or something like that. Just a regular uh, benefit is 62 obviously it's going to be reduced. So when you look at the numbers that what Merce talked about, when you go to the ssa.gov, they're going to have what's called FRA or full retirement age. And for somebody retiring today, that's about 66 and a half, 66.7. So if you look at that, that's going to be your FRA. So if you want to take benefits at 65, 63, 62, you're going to see that reduced in that number. Now, you can wait as late as 70 uh, and continue to get step-ups in your benefit. If at, Once you get to 70, there's no reason to wait any longer. There is no more step-ups after 70. So really, 62 is the youngest. You don't, there's no real good reason to wait till after 70, but that's kind of the range. Are there penalties, though, to taking it? I'm going to let Merce handle that one. I'm going to let Merce, Merce is my penalty guy. <laughs> so there are, there are things you want to think about when you're taking Social Security early, um, and early basically means before full retirement age. So for some of you, it may be 67, for some 66 and a half, but it's all based off of full retirement age. So any dates, any time before full retirement age is considered early. So if you decide to take it at 62, what you need to be aware of is that there is a little bit of a penalty there in the sense of you're, they're going to compare what the Social Security Administration wants to know is, hey, are you taking this early because you actually need the money? Or are you just taking it to take it, but you already have a nice income coming in? If you already have a nice income coming in somewhere in the realm of around $20,000 a year, then there is going to be a penalty on the dollars that you get. Uh, there's a specific formula to that. But essentially, what you want to be thinking through is that if you are planning on taking it before full retirement age, have a good idea as to what your income is going to be. Um, if you're going to be working part-time or if you're not going to be working at all, or you're going to be making a full salary, if it's going to be above somewhere in the realm of 20,000 a year that you're earning outside of social security, there will be penalties involved. So you just want to consider that because it's going to reduce your overall benefit. Um, not to say that it doesn't make sense. You just want to think through it, um, as much as you can. Gotcha. All right. So our second question here, how is social security taxed? Yeah, this is a, a, a subject that obviously is a, a sore spot for many people because people feel like, hey, I paid into this Social Security deal. Why am I being taxed on it? And that's a topic for another day. Uh, so right now, we're not going to talk about why or the, the politics of it. We're just going to talk about how it works, okay? So the, the way it works, and we're going to talk about two different scenarios. Let's just go through the married filing jointly. So you're married and you file jointly on your tax return. Basically, if you have less than 32,000 of income, you don't pay any taxes on Social Security. Well, that's very rare that somebody is a married couple is going to make less than $32,000 a year. So this idea of not being taxed is probably void so or, or just not going to be the case. So here's the numbers. If you make between 32,000 and 44,000 of adjusted gross income, then up to 50% of your, of your Social Security is taxable. So if I make $3,000 a month, $1,500 of it would go on my tax return and I did pay tax on the 1500. 
That's where I'm at on that. Now, if I make more than $44,000, more than $44,000 in, in uh, taxable or adjusted gross income, then I'm going to have 85% of my Social Security be taxed. So I've got $1,000 coming in, $850 uh, a month will be taxed. So uh, it's considerable. We have to think about it. I'm going to give you the single numbers. The single numbers, instead of starting at 32, start at 25. It's 25 to 34. And then anything above 34 is 85%. So what's the end result? What I want you to take away from this. The takeaway is this. If you are taking Social Security, don't think that it's tax-free. It's not tax-free. And you want to make sure that you run an analysis and make sure that you're working with an advisor, a CPA, whoever it might be that helps you think through all that. Because there's even other issues that we don't have time to go into today. Like how does your Medicare uh, uh, premiums are going to be affected by your income? So all of that gets figured into this. So it's just something you really want to think through. Make sure you're working with somebody who has the, not only the investment side, but the tax side figured out. So ultimately, you're going to get taxed. And then the big question, when should I take Social Security? So I'll start this one off. Um, if you go to Google, the answer is always going to be wait till age 70. And, you know, we disagree with that. Um, and the whole reason is because Google or any article, they're talking to a large, large number of people, thousands of people. And if you think about it, is it possible that they can give one answer that is the right answer for thousands and thousands of people? No, but it's a generic assumption that Obviously, if you wait till 70, if you know anything about Social Security, the longer you wait, the more your benefit grows. And so that simple answer, yeah, wait till 70. But a lot of people can't wait until 70, or it doesn't make sense financially to wait until 70. So the way that we approach it is all based off of our retirement financial plan, because we believe every family is different, every situation is different. So we want to analyze every, everyone individually. Um, so what that what we take into account there is, okay, what is Social Security potentially going to be at the various ages? What other incomes do we have? We just talked about how Social Security can be taxed, how you can be penalized. We want to be evaluating that. What assets do we have to work with? And at the end of the day, what we're trying to solve for is not the, the question of how much can I get from Social Security? Because that answer is always wait till 70, but also you have to live until 90. All right. So the way the question that we're trying to answer is, First of all, if I'm not taking Social Security, where am I getting my income from? Typically, that answer is I'm drawing down my own assets. So I'm potentially reducing the benefit to my heirs by delaying Social Security. That's number one. And then number two is, you know, um, if I, depending on where I start my Social Security, what impact does that have on what's left over for my for my beneficiaries or what impact how does it save my own assets how does it preserve my own assets think about it you've been paying into social security for nearly you know the majority of your working career all of your working career and you want to optimize that as best as you can while you are living and you know preserve the assets that you've saved um, if there's anything left over to go to the next generation, you want to be the most efficient about that. So long story short, we take it from an individual perspective. It's not always wait till 70. Sometimes it is take it at 62. Sometimes it's take it at full retirement age or somewhere in between. I had a conversation just the other day over a Zoom meeting, and it made sense for that person to take it right at 65. Um, that is not her full retirement age, but 65 made the most sense based off of her situation and her assets. So every, everything is, you know, very, very subjective. And that's why we work together through that, that whole scenario. Well, Marissa, I think you answered that beautifully. Uh, Morgan, you asked questions exceptionally. 
Uh, so it was a great uh, way for us to think through this idea. By the way, if you've listened to this and you went, oh my goodness, you said so many ages, you said so many numbers, what in the world is going on? Uh, and how do I figure this out? Go to our website, pomwealth.net, go to the blog page. When you go to the blog page, you're going to see an article written on this very topic. And then I have all those numbers, all the different numbers that we talked about right there. It might be a good resource for you just to print that out and say, this is this this is what I'm gonna use as my guide. And uh, the website, all that will be there. The link will get you to the website. All that'll be right there in that particular place. And if you're thinking, hey, I'd love to be able to talk to you in Merce and be able to get my questions answered, go to the top right-hand corner of the webpage, click on 15-minute complimentary phone conversation. We will hop on the phone with you and have a conversation and talk it through. We do that every single, almost every single day, but we'll say at least every single week, we're talking to people, helping them answer questions. So uh, we look forward to doing that. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.